0: For quite a few years, I've been putting out weekly Divrei Torah thoughts on the portion of the week or holidays as they come up in the calendar and sending them out to around a thousand or so of my alumni from University of Maryland as well as some others. This year I started producing videos out of these, posting them on Facebook and in a WhatsApp group for those who would like to receive it that way. And I decided now as a next iteration to post the audio here on my podcast feed. Obviously, it's a little bit different, if not a lot different, from what I'm doing on a near weekly basis with the wonderful interviews, Jews You Should Know, but I think it's valuable and meaningful wisdom nonetheless for many of my listeners. If you don't find it relevant or you're not interested, of course, feel free simply to skip those episodes, delete those episodes, but I think I will begin posting once a week if I can, when I produce them, a brief thought, and they will be brief. They're normally around four minutes. That's two on double speed, which is how I listen to podcasts, and I do hope you're able to take something out of them and so here is our first episode of torah you should know last week shabbat in the jewish world was bracketed by two painful losses on friday rabbi david feinstein a preeminent halachic deciser passed away and on saturday night we learned that lord rabbi jonathan Sachs arguably the most eloquent spokesperson for Judaism in the modern Western world, had departed on the holy day. This week's Torah portion, Cha'i Sarah, is likewise anchored by death at its opening, that of Sarah and its conclusion, Abraham and Yishmael. When contemporary events mirror our ancient texts, we are summoned to examine the subtext of both. How are we to view the demise of great leaders? And how might that relate to our own lived experience? In relating Sarah's death, the Torah employs a peculiar phrasing. And the life of Sarah was 100 years and 20 years and seven years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. The final words seem repetitive. So Rashi interprets them to teach us her years were all equally good. Given that Sarah remained barren and childless for decades among other setbacks, it is difficult to understand how the years of her life could be construed as all equally good. Rav Moshe Feinstein, father of the great Torah scholar who passed away last week, explains that from Sarah's perspective, her life was all good. Great people have the capacity to filter events through a prism of positivity and faith. All feels good because all seems good. I would like to suggest an additional, perhaps complementary answer. If any person on a journey towards accomplishing big goals would isolate a given moment or even a longer period of time and evaluate whether things are good The results might not be all that positive, but when one looks back after achieving these goals and takes in the bigger picture, they will likely perceive only good. When we enjoy a wonderful vacation, for example, we don't focus on the time spent packing, driving to the airport, standing in line, retrieving our luggage, sitting in traffic, and all the myriad mundanities unrelated to but instrumental in the vacation itself. Rather, we recall the feelings of closeness and relaxation occasioned by the experience more broadly. Social scientists even have a moniker for this. They call it the peak end rule. The incredible men who passed away last week surely must have braced their own challenges, but because they maintained a single-minded commitment to actualizing their gifts, their lives are identified posthumously as those of greatness. A related thought, this one from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, himself. The Parsha is called Chayesara, Sarah, the life of Sarah, yet really it deals with her death. Is that not a bit odd? In typically insightful fashion, Rabbi Sachs offers that those who are so mission focused live on well after their physical passing. The righteous even in their death are called living, the Talmud asserts. Their animating passions continue to influence generations of descendants and students. This descriptor can be applied aptly to Rabbi Sachs himself, and of course, to Rabbi Feinstein. Yet if we are purposeful and aspirational throughout our sojourn in this world, perhaps we can ensure that it one day applies to us as well. Let us emulate these great men in their single-mindedness to attain righteousness and wisdom and to raise families that carry the banner of our faith. If we do, the inevitable bumps in the road will recede in our consciousness and our legacy will persist far beyond our earthly years. Shabbat shalom.